So in correlation to what I said earlier, off mic, that would have been a great cold open, uh, I found out I'm close enough to a certain bar to play music on their jukebox, and yes, they are now listening to Eddie Murphy party all the time. Wait, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Welcome to the Seltzer Here podcast. Uh, just <laughs> see what I did there? Yeah, changed our title apparently. <laughs> I would um, change the uh, logo for it as well if that wasn't on a file three years old that I no longer have access to. I really don't want to redo it. Yeah, that just sounds like a pain in the ass. It does is not necessary. I still, I still don't have the high quality version of our logo. I made it on a website, <laughs> and they're like, you can download this shitty version for free or you can pay us like thirty dollars for the um high quality version i said i'll take free it's going on a small screen it will be fine <laughs> so yeah that's what i did fair enough <laughs> how are you sir uh it is hot as hell in here yeah and this every is time a nightmare why do I, we only podcast in the summer why do we only podcast in the kitchen yeah <laughs> i mean i guess well we do it for we do it for the listeners because the mean, air conditioner in the living room would be way too much yeah it, it their sound quality would be it's in too the, uh the toilet it shows that we care about all five of you so um yeah we're going to do hard seltzers today instead of beer mm-hmm. um, um all the all the all the craze right now uh yeah so um i'm just gonna jump right into kind of the piece that i had written to read off the top of the podcast um, so in crafting some Oh, episodes, no, you don't get off of that this easy. Uh, let me say, Will's it caption, A Hard Seltzer's Night. Okay, you can My original title for this episode, 2019, The Beer's Not Alcoholic and the Water Gets You Drunk. Um, <laughs> uh, so in crafting some episodes of the show, we struggle for a theme uh, for the beers we are drinking. We sometimes will just use an episode as an excuse to drink something we love. Uh, since we've been going less frequent with the episodes as of late... There's been a lot of kind of trend chasing. It feels unfair, given that we've given a whole episode to the niche brewed IPA, drink sparkler, uh, <laughs> to ignore the biggest, honestly, trend uh, in beer, or roughly 5% ABV drinks, uh, hard seltzer. There seems to be no real consensus on who made the first hard seltzers, but Boston Beer Company's truly being one of the first major brewers of the style. Made with a mixture of typically barley malt and cane sugar, the goal of these drinks is to make something nearly flavorless that can have the then then have flavor added in the form of extracts or real fruit. Slightly slightly on the way to beer there. Yeah, so it's not that far off, realistically speaking. Like with the barley malt, you're just not adding hops. You're still using you're using fairly bland yeast strains. Mm-hmm. Um, so in order to get that absolutely clean base of strong filtration or reverse osmosis filtration must be done, making this a pretty tough thing to homebrew. Um, I did see in the uh, homebrew like magazine uh, that they suggest going with things that you might be able to hop slightly, so you would lean more like if you're using citra, lean into you know lemon or like an orange flavor hard seltzer. Uh, something like that, just because you're not really going to be able to get this to be absolutely flavorless. So maybe play around and try to pair it with something that, you know, would, would make sense flavor-wise. Yeah, so um, also, uh, as I 
very, very not that creatively came up with earlier. Probably not hard to make your own at home if you just want to hack it together <laughs> um, and just make a little uh, mixture of vodka with a with LaCroix, LaCroix. or any yeah, other with, hard uh, water. Non-alcoholic seltzer. And just... <laughs> Yep. Just, just yeah. Work out that five percent by volume it's, ratio, and it's you're called, good. It's called a mixed drink, I believe. Is that what it is? <laughs> um, it's called a vodka soda. So roughly eighteen mLs of vodka per per um, twelve ounce can. Three hundred sixty or yeah, twelve ounce can. Okay, three yeah, three hundred fifty five milliliters technically. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> um, more importantly, uh, I probably fucked that up. <laughs> more importantly, is the massive growth actually of this. Uh, trend of this i don't even want to call it a style of this beverage over the last 18 months or so uh by dollar sales hard seltzer grew to 48 487.8 million dollars in 2018 representing a 169 percent dollar growth over 2017 uh that was also a 181 percent growth in terms of volume that is over insane. that same range so yeah this is like you, you you're you're not wrong this is the biggest thing happening in drinking yeah. In 2019, like 2018 and 2019. And is it strange that it coincides with the uptick interest in lower calorie? Low, and Low calorie. And in general, uh, we've actually seen non-alcoholic seltzer. Uh, they sold 574 million gallons in 2016. That went up to 790 million gallons in 2017. Uh, and that's a dollar sales change between $6.1 billion in 2017 to $8.5 or sorry, 2016, and eight and a half billion in 2017, and that number probably just keeps growing because everyone drinks seltzer. <laughs> like it, it actually funnily coincides with like Pepsi and Coke seeing huge dips in dips. their sale. Yeah. Um, so some of this is a corollary, as Alex brought up, to what we kind of discussed in Can I Bum a Light with our new culture of obsessive calorie counting. Um, so under that guy's like it probably makes sense that hard seltzer's grown. Um, and then on top of that, with the relaxation of the Brewers Association's rules regarding what level of production must remain beer, uh, we have seen at least one major brewery put out a hard seltzer nearly nationwide, along with some smaller ones distributing it throughout their footprint. So uh, it's also becoming a little bit more common that even small craft breweries are just putting one on their tap lines because they make one, they put it out there because people are drinking it. And I assume fairly cheap to produce as well. Oh, so. yeah, because it's just cane sugar and barley malt, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean... And you already have that strong water filtration anyway. You can tell that there's uh, you can tell that there's some money riding here, because I have seen lots of advertisement for hard seltzer, Ta billboards, um, the canned cocktails, too, are also very yeah, popular. Get, getting bigger here in the United States. Which I don't really think veers into the same calorie conscious no it's definitely i mean most of them are like 16 to 20 grams of sugar a can right and that's because you're looking at typically mixes uh, mixers that are higher in sugar content to begin with um i do know when white claw first launched they did tastings i, I swear for two weeks straight at different bars like i know exactly what bars they were doing white claw tastings for about two weeks straight um i did see White one Claw of, Wednesdays, am I right? One of my yeah, one of my favorite local bars is White Claw Wednesdays. Three dollar White Claws all Wednesday night, and then uh, the place I actually happened to pick up lunch from this week, uh, which is a bar down the street from where I work, they do a two dollar White Claw on Tuesday night uh, to coincide with their Taco Night, and I'm like, that's a really actually good deal. 
Um, yeah, not bad. Yeah, White Claw seems to be at the forefront of kind of pushing, uh, you know, marketing-wise and, uh, you know, creating discounts, essentially, for bars to be buying tons of it and selling it very cheaply. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we decided for this uh, particular exercise, uh, we will be... I'm sure that's fine. Um, we will be blind tasting. Yes. Uh, we, have, uh, actually, um, on the podcast for once, as opposed to us doing it separately and then recording in our thoughts later. So I'm going to go through the various uh, purveyors of seltzer that we will be drinking from in no particular order. Um, that is in relation to what order we'll actually be getting these. Uh, yeah, because that we don't know what order, obviously, we are getting these in, and this is not pre-recorded. <laughs> the uh, Silent House guest is not available to assist tonight, so Lindsay will be stepping in for facilitation needs, and um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll give this thing a go. <laughs> so, um, first up, I'm going to talk about Truly Hard Seltzer. Uh, it is 5% ABV <clears throat> for their hard lime, and that's another thing. All these will be lime-flavored, so we do have some consistency or a variation well. of lime. Yeah. <laughs> Um, 100 calories and 2 grams of carbs per 12 ounces, uh, untapped. Oh, didn't realize those had ratings on untapped. Yeah, um, I found that out, uh, actually when I was doing this. They actually have an entire category for hard seltzer on untapped. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, 2.91 out of 5, and then, uh... <laughs> and then I jokingly put in, uh, Kate Bernat, who, uh, we've used a few of her pieces recently for our World Garden Fun Zone. Uh, she wrote a piece, uh, for the takeout. Uh, that she ranked, uh, I think, four or five different hard seltzers. Um, and she gave this one six out of ten bubbles. <laughs> um, and that was for the wild berry flavor. Of note, this is the Sam Adams one. Yes, this is the Sam Adams Which one. Uh, now accounts for a good percentage of their sales. Uh, over 50%. I mean, not truly specifically, but flavor malt beverages account for over 50% of their sales. And um, everyone strap yourself in because this is going to be a lot here. <laughs> their story... The world's best spiked and sparkling water didn't exist. And frankly, the choices for light and refreshing, low-calorie, low-sugar options weren't great. Cocktails were too complicated, wine was too heavy, and who needs that bloated feeling that comes with light beer? The perfect post-workout, let's hang out, drink needed to be created. So we went to work playing around with recipes for a refreshing, clean, and simple spiked sparkling water that could keep with us. We needed truly refreshing styles, made simply. So we searched the world to find the highest quality fruits that make truly so delicious. Every batch is made with simple natural ingredients and hints of fruit. No artificial flavors or sweeteners, just 100 calories and 5% alcohol by volume. How did we test our first batch? By inviting our friends to a party, of course. That's who told us. <laughs> I can't do this. Uh, that's who told us we were onto something. Truly spiked and sparkling, clean, crisp, and refreshing with a hint of fruit. Truly is the perfect stay fit without fear of missing out option you've been waiting for. Oh, right? uh, that says FOMO. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Traits of a truly drinker. Active, energetic, confident, on a mission to enjoy life to the fullest, always on, okay? Craves adventure, thirst for life, carpe diem, carpe kicking back. <laughs> uh, I put in everything I could find on the website, essentially, for all of these. <laughs> that was incredible. <laughs> that uh, you, you did that very well with the uh, making sure people knew what was in all caps. Yeah, I, I try. Um... <laughs> And uh, let's do uh, the other one that you have already on there, so I don't have to look anything up right Actually, now. I have a third one on there, too. Oh, good boy. Good man. Good man. I almost called you a good boy. You're not a puppy. That's creepy. <laughs> I, I, we, saw, we saw a couple dogs today. Um, next up, uh, 
uh, from another brewery, uh, Oscar Blues is Wild Basin Boozy Sparkling Water, uh, also Classic Lime, 5% ABV, 100 calories, and 1 gram of carbs in this one. For Suck it, Boston Beer Company. Yeah, take that. Um, oh, what did they Jim call Cook. themselves? The Oscar Blues conglomerate now? An- Canarchy. Canarchy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, untapped, 3.7, 3.27 out of 5. Um, Honorable mention from Cape or not, because she actually didn't taste test this in the article, and she said it was better than anything she drank for the article. Uh, their, their story, we exist to keep you running wild and free from the barriers that get in the way of reaching your destination. To help you along your way, we're bringing the natural and flavorful bounty of the Wild Basin to you, invigorating your adventurous spirit. Nestled in the mountains of Colorado, along the St. Vrain River lies Wild Basin. It's clean, pristine, and untamed. It's our playground. Oscar Blues Brewery was born 20 years ago in Lyons, Leons, Colorado, just steps away from the St. Vrain River. Wild Basin Boozley Sparkling Water utilizes water from that same river to create a liquid as clean and pure as its Rocky Mountain origin. Kind of a little coarse light territory there. Um, <laughs> Wild Basin Boozy Sparkling Water only uses natural flavors and at 100 calories, 0 grams of sugar, whoa, and only 1 gram of carbs, it won't slow you down or impede your adventurous spirit. Our purpose is to give back to the environment, help protect our most precious resources. We want you to continue living wild and free and to keep our public lands that way too. Wild Basin, keep running wild. Um, so, something that they do actually uh, do is for every case sold of Wild Basin, uh, Oscar Blues donates a dollar to uh, Canned Aid, which is an act, a charity that Oscar Blues is partnered with, uh, which is focusing on rebuilding Le- uh, Leon's in Longmont, Colorado after some flooding uh, disasters. So they are, uh, you know, trying to help their community there. Very good. And as of the writing of these show notes, uh, which was about two weeks, uh, probably by the time this posts, about three weeks ago, um, they've raised roughly $44,000. That's not bad. Yeah. All right. Uh, without any further ado, uh, bear with us for one second as we get our first drink prepared. All right. So we have the first one in front of us. Um, appearance. It looks clear. It's very clear. Um, um, I can make my fingerprints out through it. I think I'm going to loosely rate this on aroma, carbonation, and taste. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think those are some good guidelines. The ACTs. I don't think I'm going to need a of space. No, I can't imagine there's going to be too much to say about these. Um, okay, it smells like... Uh, smells like booze. Yeah, <laughs> lime-scented booze. So, just uh, for clarification for listeners at home, the reason I said that is uh, we also are throwing in a wild card of uh, a non-alcoholic. <laughs> Aldi generic uh, Aldi, lime, yeah. Aldi rip-off. Yeah, Aldi uh, lime seltzer. It's called like VU, V-U-E or something? Something like that. Something like that. Um, all right, well, let's give this thing a go. Cheers. Cheers. No clink. Clink. Plastic taster cups. Sorry, I'm just explaining my insanity to the listeners. I almost caught them viewers. I need a drink. All right, um... It's definitely a, maybe a little lighter in the carbonation than I want. Yeah, I was it's about just, to say. It's just a little tingly. I have slightly mild but crisp. Um... As far as the taste goes, um, definitely getting some like fake sugar in the back of it. Yeah, this one's it's got some sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, the lime doesn't taste overly like extract. It tastes pretty like it tastes like a good a good lime. It doesn't taste fake. Yeah. 
So I'm writing good lime, weird <laughs> aftertaste. Yeah, it has a nice little tartness to it. Lindsay is just making faces at us. <laughs> and it, essentially, it's you fucking douchebag. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm also drinking it. Um, I think it tastes pretty good. <laughs> you feel like you're ready to go on an adventure after sipping that? <laughs> so. I'm going to rank these out of five points, I guess. We'll have to do some retastings too, I think, at the end. <laughs> this is getting too complicated. Well, it's the I feel like the first one and the last the one last are always, always in weird yeah. places. Um figure it out. we'll figure it out. <laughs> this is professional podcast. <laughs> um five point so, five, six point five divided by three is roughly two point what like one are you doing actual math over here yes (laughs) i just wrote down three and i'll see where we go from there (laughs) (laughs) um so i guess in the meantime while we finish this up before we get to the next one uh well you uh want to carbonate up some news (laughs) i mean you still technically brew these so i could still brew up some news if i feel like it um sorry i have to actually find it in my show notes now because i was reading along with you while you were reading uh about wild basin to us um so yingling plans to open a beer themed hotel in tampa uh oh in in tampa bay uh this is from virginia streva of the philly voice from may 10th of 2019 um, this was originally going to be in our previous episode, but I think I found some other news to talk about instead. I'm sorry, the carbonation's getting to me. You do fall, uh, subject to that at times. Yes. <laughs> uh, after closing their Tampa Bay-based brewery, uh, their Tampa-based brewery to tours on April 17th of this year, Yingling and Urban Tampa Bay, URBN Tampa Bay, uh, announced an expansion and renovation project that would see the Pottsville PA-based brewery open a 200-room and 12,700-square-foot brewery-slash-hotel space. In addition to the hotel, Yingling is looking at opening a museum to the oldest continually operated and largest American craft brewery in a city a mere, you know, 1,066 miles away from their original home. Um, will, there be, will, will there be a Trump section? I, I, I assume so. Uh, I assume Florida is a, uh, uh, what is it, right-to-work state? Or not a right-to-work state? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I assume Florida has terrible labor laws and... Uh, I think it's just kind of funny that they're like, we're going to build this museum, but not in Pottsville, PA, because that would make way too much sense. We're going to build it in fucking Tampa. That's not close enough to the um, <laughs> Jupiter, Florida massage parlor where oh. the uh, owner of the Patriots got... Wow. That was, that, was a, that was a deep pull. <laughs> Why am I blanking? I'm like, it doesn't matter. Uh, Robert Kraft. Thank you. Thank you. Um... So, yeah, so um, I guess uh, in what world, shots fired at you, brew dog. I was going to say, in what <laughs> world is the Yingling Hotel and Brewery going to be more fun than the brew dog one? I can't, I can't imagine. It just seems like it's going to be like it kind of suck. <laughs> in all honesty, if brew dog is going for like the um, edgy, like over the top thing, yeah. I feel like Yingling specifically, like mm, it's 
some old rich guys might like this. I'd say it's it's in Tampa, Florida, so I guess maybe there's some retirement communities nearby. Oh, you think? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of BrewDog, just really quickly, I saw this on Twitter today. Um, someone left a review for the restaurant at the uh, BrewDog Hotel, and uh, the burger was phenomenal. The service was phenomenal. He gave that out for like four out of five stars. However... <laughs> give one to ambiance because they don't allow firearms in there and it's like posted on the door and apparently like this wasn't it wasn't on yelp so they didn't like aggregate it based on like the scores or the scores you actually give and you could just give it an overall score and he gave it one and the owner of one of the owners i think it was james watt like screen capped it and posted it on twitter and just said well at least the burger was good (laughs) so I can imagine uh, the the Yingling uh, Hotel allowing firearms. It's one um, restaurant in uh, New Orleans, uh, Turkey and the Wolf Sandwich Shop. They really bought a piece of pest in a restaurant a year or so ago. I love they have on their uh, door, like, you know that like thing you can put on your door if you have like a 4.5 star or higher Yelp rating? It says, like, Yelpers love us. Oh, I did not know that sticker existed. Yeah, you can put that. They, they just have on their door, Yelpers hate us. <laughs> <laughs> just says, Yelp sucks. <laughs> Which it does. <laughs> I guess it has its own uses, but it's, uh, I don't know. It's given me many hours of entertainment. <laughs> um, are you updating your thoughts here on this? Um, anything changing for you? I can't get past that weird aftertaste for me. Like, I have, uh, to be truthful to listeners, I have a weird aversion to anything that tastes vaguely aspartame-y. I can't drink diet soda. Um, And diet soda sucks anyway. Yeah, I know. Um, And like the like the fruition and things like that like the original kind of that used to be my jam. Right, and I always tried to like it. I never could because I can't get past that fake sugar taste. And this, there's just a little bit too much of it in the back for me. Uh, I do, it. it's very limey, and I like that. But uh, that's why I still gave it a three and a half out of five. I thought you were a two point something. That was the average of my three scores. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. I'm sorry. I, for, I forgot that you're a um, deep, deep, deep <laughs> yes. man. <laughs> um, anything else more to comment on that, or should we roll on, roll on to the next one? I think we can go to the next piece. So, Constellation Brands, dropping prices, just not on Ballast Point. Um, let's see, it looks like you sourced a Brian D. Roth, uh, yeah, shocker. kind of a friend of the podcast, <laughs> huh? Um, in a surprise move, Constellation has announced a $2 per case price drop on their Corona line of beers, forgot they own them. Uh, despite an 8% growth between 2015 and 18, these brands actually saw a drop of 2% between 2017 and 2018. The beers included here are Corona Extra, Corona Light, and Corona Premier. They're Michelob Ultra competitor. Oh, once again, mm-hmm. these low, low calorie. Um, uh, I believe Corona Premier something like 90 calories or something. Uh, it might even be slightly lower than that. I think... Uh, I don't know if it's... I think Budweiser has a Bud Premier as well. Uh, maybe. Maybe that's what I'm confused. And I think that one's actually, like, something like 60 calories. Oh, God. There's... I can't even fathom what that doesn't taste like. I remember, (laughs) uh, the existence of Labatt 66, and I never tried it. It was a 66-calorie version of Labatt, and that just sounds terrible. I like that they just went with the Citra Hop version (laughs) instead. Oh, yeah. Um, despite the devaluation of the Bows Point brand, these price drops are not seen on that brand. The company is probably looking at this as a possibility to sell volume around the three biggest beer purchasing weekends, holidays of the year... 
which are Labor Day, 4th of July, and Memorial Day, respectively, from 1 to 3. Despite the losses seen in these brands, Constellation has seen huge growth in their Modelo Chilada drinks. Hell yeah. <laughs> seeing roughly $140 million in IRI sales in 2018. I don't know what that means. Uh, IRI is a research institute that essentially uh, grocery stores and convenience stores, that's uh, everything that's scanned goes uh, to the IRI. Oh, we can do a chalada episode too, Lumber. <laughs> At some point. <laughs> yes. I love playing this, the podcast live the, on This air. is really twisting my arm because uh, you know how much I hate chaladas. They're del- <laughs> Lindsay, aren't they delicious? You're a liar. You chaladas, love them. chaladas are the best. It is, what, Modelo is essentially... M- Modelo uh, Tamarine pic- Picante. Mm. Be- best thing on the face of the earth. It's essentially lime, a bloody Lime, chipotle. Mar- yeah, lime, and... chipotle... Uh, salt and tomato juice and beer. Yeah, it comes in a twenty-four ounce can. It's diluted to like what, like three point eight percent? It's yeah, three point two or something it's, like that. It's at four percent at the most. I think it's like three two or three five. It like causes your hangover and cures at the same time. It's, it's definitely it's, doesn't. It, as much as I think it helps hangovers, it always makes them worse. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you know you have it for breakfast. <laughs> Yeah, it's essentially just a Bloody Mary made with boot, with uh, beer instead of vodka. <laughs> Which we didn't have in Pennsylvania for a long-ass time. And they're, they're still not everywhere. And that baffles me because, I mean, going back to the Constellation thing, like, $140 million in sales is nothing to sneeze at for something that you're paying, what, at most $3 a can for? I mean, that's like three years of having LeBron James on your team. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even... Three years of Kawhi Leonard with a player option. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if we didn't lose him yet, we did now. Um, so I think at this point, uh, we, for timing-wise, we should just kill kind of the rest these. of this and move on to the next one. So, All right, those are down, and uh, we magically have the new ones in front of us. So, uh, Seltzer number two. This one, uh, clear. Also clear, yes. Um <laughs> crack one of these open it's just hazy (laughs) it's like god damn it everything i i'm not i haven't had the hard water lime yet i wouldn't put it past them for it to be hazy i mean i don't ever pour these things in the glasses (laughs) uh who knows what i've been drinking i i do pure put the uh pure white claw on on the rocks oh um we're sitting next to some people at uh the brewery today and um the one the it was like a middle-aged parents with their like college age sons i would say and their awesome like yellow lab retriever cold retrieve okay golden retriever sorry <laughs> um <laughs> it yeah. looked like airbutt okay yeah the one guy the one kid was like trying to describe to his like parents he's like yeah it's like this one ipa saw i swear it was called like bong water ipa or something i'm like i think he's talking about dirty <laughs> dang juice <laughs> excuse me are you talking about dirty dang juice <laughs> I, I, I for a second i was about to be like this is weird <laughs> um all right uh so this aroma is i'd say more lime and less booze it smells like it smells like sprite to me oh yes uh it looks very carbonated mm-hmm. now time to find out those bubbles are real. Cheers. Cheers. Clink. <laughs> the aftertaste. The aftertaste is terrible. That's no good. <laughs> no bueno. I would still chug this, but I'd rather chug the first one. Mm-hmm. I, I, I will... Can, I mean, I can still, like, drink the rest of it. 
I will give this some bonus points for the carbonation. It's definitely not as... It's definitely uh, more carbonated than the previous one. I... Not, not even taking a note. Um, okay, so up front, the taste. It's carbonation. And fake lime. Mm-hmm. And then it falls off to nothingness. No, it falls off to, like, fake bad lime. sugar alcohol. Fake sugar, yeah. <laughs> hmm. I'm assuming this one isn't Wild Basin <laughs> or Hard Water. It might be Hard Water. Their, you think? Their bad flavors are bad. Hmm. The, the reveal should be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, fake lime. It's LaCroix. <laughs> <laughs> Seltzer flying. <laughs> <laughs> um, two. Five, so. Overall. I like how you're being very careful about your scoring. I'm just like, eh, 1.5 <laughs> out of 5. Where'd you end up? Uh, 1 out of 5. Okay. Overall. Okay, it's, nice. It's not good. Or sorry, two two out of five overall. The carbonation saved it. That was helpful. If, if I were, you know, weighting these properly, the carbonation wouldn't be as important. Well, just wait till this heats up a little bit more and we can take that, taste that bad booze. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm just going to cup, just going to hold this the entire time and see uh, see what goes on from there. For the podcast. Um, speaking of the podcast... Which we're recording, so I guess... <laughs> Speaking on the podcast, Speaking which we are currently doing... another friend of the podcast, Will. Um, our future social media manager, you you mean? Oh, yes. <laughs> um, so... Did he accept? He didn't say no. <laughs> he didn't respond either, I'm guessing. He, he liked the tweet. Wait, really? <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> that's That's pretty much a yes. Um, I think he legally... <laughs> Has a contractual agreement with us now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, Jeremy Danner uh, has left Boulevard Brewing. Um, he'd been with the company for 11 years, started on the packaging floor. Uh, he wore a number of hats at the company, including, most recently, uh, kind of a social media manager and ambassador brewer. As well as a bowler. Uh, <laughs> as well as star of their commercials. <laughs> um, and avid Royals fan. Um uh, his What You Want to Know Wednesdays uh, were always a good source of things for us to discuss, as was his Twitter feed uh, for kind of beer Twitter uh, arguments, mainly about children and breweries. Um, and then, uh, yeah, if you are listening, Jeremy, thank you for uh, all the content you have given us, and uh, best of luck moving forward. Can I just say that I am extremely excited for Danner Uncaged? Uh, it's it's gotten good. He's already <laughs> told a guy, essentially, I think he has said... He, Shouldn't, I shouldn't say essentially. I think he told a guy to go fuck himself earlier this week. <laughs> Is it nice uh, when you're no longer... And, yeah. <laughs> like, if you could read in between the lines, you always kind of knew, like, his political leanings and, like, when he was trying to not tell you to, like, uh, like, shove off or, like, stop fucking talking to me. But he always had to do it in such a nice way, and now he doesn't have to, and it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of one of my favorites uh, when, uh, years ago, bartender at the place down the street, he was, like, put in his two weeks notice and was, like, you know, one foot out the door, had another job lined up, 
and some customer was just being extremely irritating to him, and he just said, fuck off with your first world problems. (laughs) (laughs) That was his last day. (laughs) Uh, But what a way to go. uh, Definitely. Um, Um, So what does he do next? uh, I can't... So he has a brewing background, or no? No, uh, his... He, so he was on a good beer hunting episode that I've listened to. Uh, his forgot about that podcast. Um, he actually has a degree in uh, theater tech. Oh, <laughs> um, maybe not theater tech. It might actually just be a musical. Like he has a theater background, um, and that's always why he's kind of been like personal, like kind of that personable, outgoing uh, way <laughs> in general, is because that was kind of what he always did and. He just ended up at Boulevard. I don't want to say by mistake, but like out of, he thought like, oh, working in a brewery would be kind of cool. And, you know, he was there for 11 years and kind of moved up the company. And, uh, you know, it helps to be personable. People liked him. And he was very, very good at his job, especially that social media management stuff. Yeah, this this, this is fucking not good. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm just going to drink this really quickly. Yeah. So one good thing about doing these is taster glasses. I can just do it like a shot. It's not bad when you drink a lot of it very quickly. I mean, yeah, that's usually our theory. With those <laughs> <things>. <laughs> um, I guess before we bridge into the second half of our uh, our show, I will uh, talk about another. Well, well, no, number three would be the second half. After number three, right? What? Oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, but I should I should take this time to speak about another one of the. Uh, yeah, yeah, another one of the. Uh, seltzer production people. and you said if i keep scrolling there i have a free one for me right? it's down at the bottom uh, yeah it's right above recommendations you're a good man william um white claw natural lime hard seltzer five percent abv 100 calorie and two grams of carbs per 12 ounce untapped 3.23 out of five uh and as well as 6.5 bubbles out of 10 um uh, and just so people are aware white claw is uh owned by the same people who own mike's hard like lemonade and things like that their story. White Claw Hard Seltzer takes the inspiration from the legend of the White Claw Wave when three perfect crests come together to create a moment of pure refreshment. Okay. We set out to make something as purely refreshing as this. What the? The result? White Claw Hard Seltzer. Made pure. That was garbage. Yeah. It, they needed to hire better so, Okay. Uh, I'm, now, I'm now thinking this last one I drank is White Claw. I'm pretty sure that's White Claw actually. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I've had the lime before and I'm pretty sure that's what it tastes okay, like. Okay, so let's grab one more before we roll out. Yes. I mean, roll over. Oh, roll roll deeper. I'll fix podcast. it. Sorry. <laughs> um, so we have another one in front of us now. Yes, um, it's clear. The, the beer fairy has... It's actually like not that... It's not. It's kind of yellowy. <laughs> It's not the beer fairy, it's the seltzer shaman. Uh, ah. I think it'll... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know what this one is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that is more of a cucumbery yeah. aroma to <laughs> the, it. This was a cucumber lime flavor, um, and they went heavy with the cucumber. Yeah. Um, I don't hate it, though. No, I don't hate it either. It smells like cucumber water. It's great. Which... Fair. Fair. I mean... The problem is, are we judging these as lime hard seltzers or just... Seltzers. Just seltzers, seltzers in general. Okay. That happen to contain lime. Okay. Um, this one definitely looks lower carbonation. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree there. Uh, taste. It looks like dirty water. 
That's, I, yeah, I think it is slightly yellow. All right, um, speak the haze into existence. Cheers. Cheers. Clink. <laughs> the carbonation is very light on this, but I feel very like it light. works with the flavors well. Yeah, this, um, this doesn't taste horribly artificial for... No, this tastes, this is really good taste. This tastes like cucumber. Yeah. With, with a hint of lime. A little zing of lime at the end. This is quite good. <laughs> it, it tastes very natural. So we only have one cucumber lime one, so this one's pretty. This one's pretty easy. To know I what don't it remember is. the name of the company, but I will say that um, this one is actually six percent alcohol. Oh yeah, I, I remember you said that when you saw the can. A little bit boozier. Mm -hmm. Now I think for the the basis of ranking it, I have to just throw this one out. Into, like for me personally, like entirely, I would drink this again by choice a lot. But I, I can't, yeah, I can't put it against... I agree. I don't think that's fair. Um, I think this is just better than what we've had so far. Uh, yeah. It's definitely the best <laughs> thing we've tasted so far tonight. And, you know, that's not necessarily the the fault of the other two. Maybe like number two. A mid, yeah. A mid palate cleanser. That's well, very thoughtful. very, very well curated. Trust me. Um, yeah, so I guess we can sip on this and then... Uh, Start round two, okay? Yeah, sounds good. All right. All right, we are back, and we have number four in front of us. This one is a return to Cleartown. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, no no haze, no yellowness. Slightly boozy on the nose. Yeah. Uh, Not the most natural lime no. smell. New. No. Looks moderately carbonated. I wouldn't call that heavy. Well, without further ado, cheers. Cheers. It seems kind of like bland mm -hmm. up front almost, and then it finishes like pretty strong lime zest. Yeah, it's a nice strong amount of lime. It's very lime. Mm -hmm. The carbonation's really nice. Mm -hmm. It's it's not a lot, but you can definitely tell it's there. Uh, I kind of want... I want to put this one a little more... I feel like middle. I like it slightly better than the first one. Yeah, and that's I'm like looking at it against number three, and when I was saying like middle, I meant like better than one and two, but not quite as good as three. But three's being tossed anyway. Yeah. Well, we can uh, sit on this, and mm -hmm. uh, in the meantime, enter the Will Gordon Fun Zone. Air horns, air horns, air horns. Pew pew pew. <laughs> Okay, uh, I regret that. Um, I'll let you do this, because you're the one who did this. <laughs> okay, um, so uh, Zymergy Magazine, which is the American Homebrewers Association uh, magazine. Name what is there. Zymergy? Zymergy is the actual scientific term for what brewing is. Oh, very cool. Um, so, this is a learning podcast. <laughs> uh, they name their top 25 beers, uh, as they do every year. And uh, Brian D. Roth countered with uh, an article on Good Beer Hunting entitled, uh, Vote for Lager, You Cowards. <laughs> uh, this is, his article is from June 27th. Uh, Zymergy uh, posted their list sometime mid-late June. Um, so I'm going to quickly go through their top 25. <laughs> um, so we're going to see some familiar names, some things that we may have drank on the podcast, and some things that people uh, listening may have never heard of at all. This is order uh, from 
first place first to... place to tw- tied for 24th but 25 beers overall um bell's two-hearted number one Woo! uh russian river plenty of the elder number two which those two beers i think over the last 12 years it's pretty much just gone back and forth between those two is what's named the best beer um sierra nevada pale ale number three founders kbs number four alchemist eddie topper five founders canadian breakfast out number six uh tied for seventh founders all day and bell's hop slam uh tied for ninth founders breakfast stout and weldworks juicy bits i'm not familiar with that one uh it's a hazy ipa shockingly um 11 cigar city highlight uh tied for 12th treehouse julius and three floyd's zombie dust uh sorry um that carbonation will get carbonation <laughs> uh 14 left hand uh milk stout nitro 15 deschutes fresh squeeze six tied for 16th uh sierra nevada celebration and new holland dragon's milk uh tied for 18th lawson's finest liquid sip of sunshine and boulevard tank seven uh 20th goose island uh bcbs uh non-soured variation i assume um tied for 21st allagash white and alchemist vocal banger 23rd north coast old rasputin uh and then tied for 24th odell ipa and russian river blind pig ipa um let's get something out of the way here old rasputin should be higher up on that list yeah old rasputin uh not not getting the the respect that that beer deserves that beer never gets the respect it deserves in my opinion though yeah i forget who said this and i may have put this on the podcast at some point but they say you know people wait in lines for all these different releases and whatnot when you can realistically go to a grocery store and stand line behind two people buying and get milk. a ten dollar <laughs> four pack of a world-class stout. Oh, probably the best russian imperial stout made uh so uh if you go and read Brian Ross' article, he gives an interesting breakdown of what has recently appeared and has left the list over the past about five years. Uh, it's also a look at some New England IPAs making along uh, with barrel-aged stouts becoming more prevalent as well. Um, over the last five years, no vloggers ever really appear on this list, and that is kind of his his bone to pick with all of this. Um, so yeah, any outside of Old Rasputin, and any other kind of uh, discrepancies that... Um. Uh, yeah, just to piggyback on you, uh, Prima Pills is yeah, how, a great oversight. Yeah, how, how exactly Prima does not make this list at all is baffling. But once again, there are no loggers, period, on this list. Yeah, where the hell is Brooklyn Lager? <laughs> I, I think we have a, a little bit of a stronger opinion about Brooklyn Lager than a lot of people out there. Some of these you can't even get in cans, Will. <laughs> uh... Yeah, could you imagine a Founders Breakfast out in cans? <laughs> Does it shotgun? Oh gosh. <laughs> uh, Maybe someday we'll find out. I can't believe we never did that bit on the podcast. Yeah, that seemed um, <laughs> irresponsible to ourselves. Yeah, that seemed like a great idea. I mean, I also don't think our <laughs> listeners would appreciate us vomiting. <laughs> um, if they, if people don't like people eating food on the mic. I imagine this is the exact same conversation I believe we had when we originally brought up "Does It Shotgun" as a segment, <laughs> <laughs> mainly vomiting on Mike. Um, yeah, I I have troubles with things like uh, Treehouse. Like I've I've had Julius once, I think, but you it's, don't have to brag. <laughs> it, but it's a beer that you can't get. 
like you have to live in Massachusetts to buy this beer. It's kind of the same thing with Hetty Topper and Focal Banger. Like you have to be in Vermont to buy these things. And I don't know. I feel like a little bit of it is the the whole whale status thing that like, oh, I mean, these beers are very hard to attain and everyone says they're really good. So they must be great. Like, I don't know. It... It bothers me because, yeah, you can easily buy, you know, for us, Prima Pills. And it's just like Old Rasputin. You stand behind two people buying milk mm. at the grocery store, and it's like $10 a six-pack. Um, I will say, reading this list, I got very excited to realize that in less than a month, I will be at a place where I can purchase Allagash White again. Oh, Allagash White. <laughs> if they have it there in the pounder cans, <laughs> you better believe... I am filling my trunk to capacity with that shit. <laughs> you're going to take some measurements. You're going to figure it all out. How many exactly you need. Uh, ship some additional <laughs> amount to myself as well. Yeah. Um, I, I, I see you put New Glarus uh, old spot or not old spot. It's just spotted cow on the list. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess that goes into also like, eh, you can't buy that outside of Wisconsin, but I know it's a, like a beloved beer. Um, you know what's actually kind of shocking looking over this list again? No sours. You're right. Not not a single side project beer. Um, nothing even as simple as... And I, I think it might be like a little bit of bias from the home from a homebrewers association that like... Sequench. Not on there. And you want to talk about something that... 12-ounce can, 100 calories. It's right in the territory of right. what we're drinking tonight. And, oh, this smells like cereal now. <laughs> what? <laughs> Smell it. Do you not get, like, a hint of Cheerios? Maybe there's some thiamine in there. <laughs> Vitamin B. <laughs> B1. B1, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> mentioning Spotted Cow, I actually uh, saw a relevant thing on the... Uh, reddit our beer subreddit today um this is in reference to a former nfl player will uh william blackman who was a uh, safety slash return specialist for the green Bay green uh, green bay packers I, I assumed he played for the packers given it had to do with spotted cow <laughs> um it says will blackman responds on twitter about his favorite beer spotted cow i had three punt returns for tds as a packer on that stuff <laughs> <laughs> so he's implying he was drunk or hung over for every game <laughs> i just incredible I, I just like to imagine how his gatorade bottle was just filled with spotted cow <laughs> like no one else drank that that's his <laughs> and just on a, another tangent because i'm just scrolling down to the next post next one you always get some random like personal allergy questions oh yeah <laughs> um sours versus ipas why do ipas give me terrible sinus and issues but sours don't you might be allergic to hops i th I, I think so <laughs> problem solved yeah, but, like, seriously, how how, how isn't there—and, like, I'm trying to think of, like, a standout sour that's relatively easy to get. Saison Brett? Yeah. Well, it's not sour, but— It's not sour, but it's funky. Like, yeah, there's no—there are no Brett beers, there are no sour beers. Um, yeah, Saison Brett would be up there. Like, like I said, side project— Where I, the hell is Miller High Life? <laughs> I, I think this list focus on crap here and goose island for some reason <laughs> yeah I, I i was curious if you were triggered when you read that uh that's i mean i had to 
<laughs> as one of our long-running jokes for a while on the podcast was every time BCBS got brought up, always bringing up the infection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're... so I had to sneak that in there. Um, um, Founders is really uh, kicking some ass on this list. Yeah, with uh, what three three, three stouts and all day. Not too bad. Um, and all of them in what the top ten? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did not realize that left hand milk stout was that loved. It is, yeah. It, but also like from the perspective of like benchmark, it it's like the perfect milk stout. Like it is so good. Um, no porters hmm. on the list or brown ales. Yeah, shockingly, I, I, I'm surprised that. Deschutes Blackboot's not on there. Blackboot or Edmund. Yeah. You know, this is... Like, prop really well executed, like, to, to, like, to the style. Per, like, perfect beers. Yeah, once again, this is touching on lagers, but yeah, I'm surprised even for Nostalgia's take the Boston, Boston lagers not on here somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, so maybe, what's the biggest brewery you can think of, like, that's just emitted entirely. Um, like, that actually makes, you know, consistently good stuff that should probably be on here. <laughs> um, obviously, Great Lakes. Yeah. Oscar Blues. Yeah, Dale's, Dale's Pale, Pale Ale. is not on here. The, yeah, Dale's Pale Ale. Um, I love SNPA, obviously. I'm kind of surprised Torpedo's not on here. Tor- Torpedo... I think it's overlooked a lot because of SNPA. It's so good, though. It is. And at the same price point as SNPA, if if you're looking for more of that pithy grapefruit and, like, pine that you don't get all the way from SNPA, it's it, it's up there. Um, um, I, I need to step in as my producer duties right now and say that we need to continue this conversation, but we should also probably get another one of these in yeah, here since we're kind of getting close to the back ends of this episode, mm-hmm. so... Uh, we'll be back in one sec. All right, uh, one second later, we're back, and it's clear again. <laughs> A lot of bubbles in this one. Yes, very carbonated. Very carbonated. Smells like lime. Smells like lime. And nothing else. <laughs> I wonder if this is the straight one. <laughs> I have a have a feeling. Lime. <laughs> All right, cheers. Cheers. That was a decent clink. Yeah. I think this might be seltzer. I think this is just a plain seltzer. <laughs> um, the most carbonated. It has been the most carbonated so far. Uh, my note just says very carbonated. Um, <laughs> it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Refreshing. Yeah, I hate to do this, but I almost say let's just finish this, get another one get on another, the table, yeah. and yeah. that'll probably be the best way to do this moving I, forward. I so. think so. One more second, people. All right, so I guess I'll take a quick uh, bridge to talk about Hard Water, HRD space WTR. I am on their website. There is no story or... Oh, wait here. Hard Water is a clear, sparkling alcoholic water with a hint of natural fruit flavor. Is this a Wikipedia article? No, on the website. (laughs) This low-calorie, gluten-free beverage is a refreshing alternative to any occasion or as a cocktail mixer. So, refreshing alternative in any occasion. Ah, uh, okay. That makes so, more sense. So, uh, are you done reading there? Um, Your copy. How's it made? 
Hard water is made with filtered water, simple sugar, and then fermented with yeast to create alcohol. Natural fruit flavors are added for taste, and then it's carbonated. Okay. I'm surprised these all have yeast. Uh, I mean, that's how you create alcohol, regardless of what the alcohol is. Yeah, you died. That was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad about myself right now. Um, but they do have recipes for hard blueberry martini. All right. A hard okay. tequila sunrise. A uh, blueberry martini is just just a note to our listeners: the blueberry hard water is not great, in my opinion. Uh, now the coconut one. One and a quarter ounce of vodka. I don't know why you wouldn't just go for 1.5 at that point and make it a shot. Make but, it a full shot. Yeah. Uh, three, fours ounce, three quarters ounce of blueberry syrup, because I'm sure you have that lying around. Yeah, just simple syrup with blueberries. Um, it's easy. Three quarters ounce of triple sec. That, that's why you're not going with the full ounce on that. Or ounce one lemon, on that one lime, and then top with four ounces of blueberry hard water. They have a gin fizz as well, and a hard mojito. So, uh, something, because I have some uh, frozen mango uh, in my apartment that I've been, an idea I've been toying with is getting a uh, mango-flavored hard seltzer, uh, make some mango puree, throw mm. a little bit of vodka in there, and maybe like some lime juice. And that sounds like a delicious summer drink when it's 95 fucking degrees outside in our apartment. In your kitchen. <laughs> um, hmm. Damn, their tap rooms are open until 2 a.m. on Friday and Saturday. It is Miami. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Hard Water is made by MIA Brewing Company, uh, short for Miami Brewing Company. Not to be confused with paper plates. Yes, not to be confused with the uh, wrapper. We'll call it a wrapper. <laughs> sure. Um, and, yeah, MIA Brewing, known for such beers as Miami Weiss, uh, which I think is I appreciate just a good hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Our last entry is also clear. Also clear. Uh, not as carbonated as our previous entry. It smells equally as limey as our previous entry. Yeah, um, no booze on this one. <laughs> what if... What if... What, what, what <laughs> she if just gave us the seltzer again? <laughs> no, this is definitely less carbonated. Um, yeah, let's get down to business. Cheers. At first, I was like, good... And then I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> See, I don't... I actually think this has been probably probably the second best one behind the the Fresca. Like, and ignoring the Fresca. I'm getting a weird aftertaste in this one, too. It... I, I understand... Yeah, I understand where that, af, like, that aftertaste and what you're talking about. It doesn't... It's not as off-putting to me as some of them kind of have been. The upfront taste is really good. There's just something there at the tail end that's throwing me off. Yeah, if you kind of either trap it under your tongue or kind of swish it around your mouth, that aftertaste, the kind of fake sugar, uh, it stands out a lot more if you do that. If, You're swishing too much, dude. Maybe. <laughs> mm. Okay, um, muse on this for a few more minutes. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, uh, Back to our beer list that we were talking about. Um, any other, like, <laughs> huge whales that you're surprised are on there? Mm. There's no birthday bomb on there. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, anything from Stillwater. Oh, Especially, yeah. like, out of their Farmhouse or Sour series. 
Like, how, how does that not make it? <laughs> yeah, they're um, 420 Big Dick Double. <laughs> the name of a beer that they have. I I thought you were kidding, and I'm, uh, yeah, not chocolate with that. Blaze of 69. Um, I think it's funny that there are no beers from Evil Twin <laughs> on here. Uh, especially with, like, the love that pastry stouts get in general. Yeah. And there's no, like, Hunafu, there's no Dark Lord, there's no... (laughs) Well, thank God, since one of them was not on there, that, um, McKellar's not on there either. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh. That would cause even more family friction. (laughs) (laughs) I think we talked about that at some point. I I think we have. Um, any other big ones? I'm trying to think of what I usually buy. Mm. No Aganitas. Yeah, but let's be honest, Lagunitas' best beer is just a straight IPA. And I feel like the... I, I mean, you can see it just in what's on here. There's a trend away from that West Coast IPA. And realistically, Pliny and R- Blind Pig cover that very, very easily. <laughs> uh, no Stone. No, that's true. Surprise. Um, Arrogant Bastard isn't. It probably was seven years ago. That's a good point. Um, I, I actually am legitimately kind of baffled at the lack of Pennsylvania breweries that there's nothing from Trogues. There's nothing from Victory. And maybe it's because Trogues, I mean, arguably their best beer, like to style and like made well is Troganator. Mm. And who's going to call it Doppelbach? the best beer <laughs> That's a fair on point. the planet. Um, I do find it interesting that the only Belgian style or farmhouse is, uh, is Tank 7. Seven. Uh, you could argue, I guess, Allagash White because it has, okay, its, fair. Base. No. Yeah, it has its basis in Belgian style. But yeah, there's no uh, Three I'm Philosophers. Golden Monkey's not on here. Golden Monkey, Three Philosophers. Yeah, that's true. Um, no Firestone Walker. No Firestone Walker. Um... And that's, I was even thinking just going down that Belgian rabbit hole, uh, or Abbey Ale rabbit hole, um, North Coast's, uh, mm, the, the jazz one, fuck, uh, Thelonious. Yeah. Uh, brother, brother Thelonious. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The, like, the Thelonious Monk beer. The Thelonious Monk beer. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that's a really good Belgian strong ale. Like, um, no barley wines. <laughs> no red ales either. No. <laughs> Weird how that one worked out. <laughs> um, I am happy at the lack of pastry stout. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could get into the argument of whether KBS, CBS, and Breakfast Stout are pastry stouts, but... I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't classify them Hashtag that way. crush the pastry RP. Um, <laughs> uh, smash the pastry RP. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, no East End Gratitude. What the fuck list? <laughs> <laughs> the top 25 barley wine. <laughs> Where's the blithering idiot? <laughs> uh, oh, poor Weyerbacher. Yeah, poor Weyerbacher. Um, see, previous episode. <laughs> Was that our last episode? Uh, no. Uh, one of the last two. Who knows? Um, let's see if I've come around on this at all. Or let's see if I've noticed what Alex is talking about. I'm a liar. I think this is actually good. I, I think it's been the third best thing we've tasted behind four and five. 
Which, once again, four doesn't even count, so... You or mean, not four, three. three and four. <laughs> I was going to say, three and five. The seltzer, three and the five. straight <laughs> seltzer. Yeah, the straight seltzer. Um, I, I think it would be appropriate now for us to do some quick head-to-head tasting and figure out what the hell we've been drinking. Uh, I mean, I think I have a, a breakdown of where I think the five. Where, where do you stand right now? Uh, so number, I have number five, number one, uh, <laughs> five, six, four, two, one is my order. So you have just straight seltzer as number one. It tasted the best. <laughs> <laughs> two, one. Um, I think two and one. I kind of want to retaste one right now. Four, one, and six are kind of all in the same ballpark for me. Oh, I flipped two and one. One and, sorry, it's uh, six, four, one, two. And four, one, and two are closer to each other than six is. Okay. um, In my opinion. I'm going to grab another glass and have Lindsay bring back number four. How does that sound? Sounds good. Old Bibley. <laughs> I made it on. Okay. Um, so, four is now back in front of us, so let's do a quick side-by-side here. See, I'm getting a little bit of that, like, Cheerios smell on it now. I don't. I really like four. That's fine. It's the right level of tartness for me. I mean, for what, what hurts it for me is, honestly, the, the smell. It's it's the aroma. Always be congested. You won't have to deal oh, with this problem. Fair. Yeah, because six just smells like lime. Yeah, I'm knocking. I'm knocking six out. Ooh, you're going four number one. Four number one for now. I need to, I need to put four up against one. Um, what 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 are you? What do you need? Uh, I mean, I'll I'll taste one again. Okay, that, that's not a problem for me. All right, let's grab let's grab one one more time. Little peek behind the curtain here. Uh, it turns out we do not have any more wine to try. So, um, I guess my rankings as follows: or is uh, four is my favorite. Um, you can smell. I still have the can. You can smell it. That's okay. Um, I'm you gonna can say poke one around a little bit. I'm gonna say four was my favorite. One was my second favorite. Six was my third. And then two. Two was my lowest, and then. The cucumber one was the best. <laughs> cucumber one's best in show. Um, yeah, I, I'm at six, four, one, then two. All the, right. The smell on six is just so good. Do you think you know what it is? No. I do not. All right. Um, so we know well, now. One is the hard water. I'm one, sorry about that. That's all right. I mean, it's, we bought one can it's of it. It's your fault. It's, it's my fault because I only grabbed one I'm not can. I'm sorry. Hard water. Okay, what is number two? <laughs> it is water. It was just water. What? It was just water. I don't think so. <laughs> it was truly. Truly. So, I mean, we're in agreement that truly was the worst. Truly was the worst. <laughs> sorry, uh... Sorry, uh... Jim Koch. Yeah. Jim Koch. About to say Sam, which and Sam actually, Cal- yeah. Four was. What do you think? Well, what was the number? Uh, we know what number three was. That was the number cucumber. three was cucumber fresco. Yeah. Number five was Aldi seltzer. Aldi seltzer. Okay. What was number four? Wild Mason. Oh wow. And what was number six then? I think you know. White Claw. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
I apparently am uh, in love with Wednesday. White Claw. Well, for me, yeah, White Claw Wednesday. <laughs> um, Two dollar White Claws on Tuesdays. As the superior craft drinker, I of course <laughs> was um, a fan of the Oscar Blues and Miami Brewing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm all about that White Claw. Man. Uh, you're all about that Mike's Hard Lemonade, baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a fun exercise. That was. There's like a, you know, a little driblet left. If you wanna. I want to never hear the term triplet again. <laughs> What's that about giblets? Is there a turkey somewhere around here? <laughs> um, I guess we can do recommendations at this point. Yeah. Uh, Will, do you want me to go first? You want to go first? Yeah, you can go first. Okay. Because once again, um, I assume you have something that I was going to say, so I'm just going to let you say it. All right, so... You don't have anything written in the show notes, so never. don't even bother opening those. <laughs> um, okay, music-wise, New Black Keys... Album is called Let's Rock. <laughs> An appropriate album day for the Black Keys. Um, I believe I, I I don't take much seriousness in Pitchfork as a publication site these days, but I do like their tagline of like, this is an album by the Black Keys called Let's Rock. That's what it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it is it is so accurate. A um, lot of fun. Uh Oh, they went away from the guitar, uh, the electronic elements on this one, and um, first one actually not produced by Danger Mouse in quite oh, some time. Wow. Okay, and it does in fact rock. Um, <laughs> also, a does, does exactly what it says on the tin. Also, a Australian post rock band by the name of We Lost the Sea. <laughs> All right, <laughs> released their new song uh, from their upcoming album coming out in October. The song is called Towers. It is fifteen minutes long. <laughs> it is a post rock song. Yeah, and. <laughs> You just look so excited. You know what? It feels like seven. (laughs) It feels like seven. There's a lot going on. Um, Also, I feel like we've just got on an odd string of recommending Australian bands recently. Yeah, it's fine. Me with Amel and the Sniffers. (laughs) Beer here loves Australia. Um, TV-wise, I think I recommended Fleabag last time, so Mm -hmm. that stands true. Uh, Stranger Things Season 3 was a frickin' banger. Uh really gory and gross this season which was something i was a big fan of (laughs) um started watching a show called the other two it is about a 28 year old brother who is an aspiring actor his uh 30 year old sister who is a former dancer and their 13 year old younger brother who becomes a overnight youtube sensation with his uh hit track marry you at recess uh, the show is about them just dealing with their brother becoming famous and uh, just all of a sudden being thrust in the limelight. It is very funny and is... I would recommend watching the uncensored version if you can get it because it's, it's, it's much better there. Um, and then finally, I saw a little movie called Midsommar. It is the follow-up to uh, Ari Aster's debut, Hereditary, that came out last year. It is more comedic and just as, if not more, fucked up. So, (laughs) um, if you liked Hereditary, you'll probably like this and will probably feel very weird about things after you watch it. So, that's all I have. Uh, Music recommendation, I'm surprised Alex didn't give. uh, Obelisk by Titus Andronicus. Oh, I thought we already... No. No, we haven't recorded since it came out. (laughs) Um... Yeah, it's a great return to form from Titus Andronicus on a Bob Mould produced, uh, Bob Mould of Husker Do fame, uh, Bob Mould produced uh, album. 
it sounds like you want Titus Andronicus to sound, and it doesn't sound like some weird blues side project. Did you watch The Office when it was on? Like, the yeah, the American Office? Yeah. Yeah, for the most part. Um, we're rewatching it. Oh, I guess I recommend that. But um, now now my brain is just tuned. You said Bob Mould. I want to be like, Bob Mould. Mould refrigeration. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is the Scranton Strangler. Neither here nor there, though. Um, another album that actually came out the same day as Obelisk. Uh, Mannequin Pussy, Patience. Oh, yeah, uh, that one's a banger. That album is... It's just phenomenal. Um... I, I honestly can't put into words how good it is. It might be my second favorite album to come out this year um, thus far. Uh, TV, I think you recommended Barry. Did you recommend Barry? I might have at some uh, point. I, if, he, if Alex didn't recommend it, uh, uh, Bill Hader, uh, hitman who decides that his life calling is to become an actor and signs up for a, an acting class. Uh, he deals with trying to turn into a good human being and maybe sometimes not being great at it. Um, and his instructor... His instructor is played by Henry Winkler, and Henry Winkler is pro is the second best character in the show. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah that's... Oh, and then uh, I actually have a book recommendation. Uh, a fantasy novel uh, by Drew McGarry called The Hike. I'm engaged. Um... Um, a man ends up uh, lost in the PA wilderness and has to go on a journey to make his way uh, back to his regular life. Uh, there's a swearing, talking crab in it. Uh, yeah, that's it, it's it's a great book. Uh, I'm all in, and um, it it's by my favorite. Dead, my favorite Deadspin writer, Drew McGarry, and... Uh, of William Sonoma. William, Hall of Day Hater's Guide to the William Sonoma catalog. Uh, and, yeah, he, he cuts down on the vulgarity a good amount in the book versus his uh, regular blog posts, but it's uh, very good. It actually got optioned into a television series, I want to say 18 months ago. So they're working on making a TV series out of it. Um, quick shout, yeah, Drew was in a really horrific... Uh, accident, accident yeah um, around the holidays on deadspin in full you can read the article but <sighs> yeah i am happy that he is he yeah he seems to be okay uh outside of he lost uh hearing in one of his ears and can no longer drink alcohol but much uh, to his dismay <laughs> much to his dismay but it's more important that he live than be able to drink alcohol <laughs> i think that's a good sentiment for <laughs> for, for all things <laughs> um anything else i think that's all uh, so next week we will be back, um, next week. You know what I mean. <laughs> next <Some> episode. Point. <laughs> we will be back with another episode at some point. And I think we'll do beer again next time. Uh, it will be beer again next time. Uh, episodes already written, beers already actually, uh, episodes mostly written, beers are already chosen. Perfect. So. All right. Well, th without any further ado, thanks for listening. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Beer Here Podcast, also on Twitter at Beer Here Podcast. My personal Twitter and Instagram is WGAlexanderT. Uh, questions, comments, general gripes, uh, or if you're Jeremy Danner and want us to stop talking about you, beerpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Send your cease and desist to our uh, email that we will never read. Or, uh, yeah, if if you want to do some pro bono social media work for us, uh, you can either, once like Alex said, uh, at beerpodcast on Instagram or Twitter, or my personal Instagram and Twitter, at WFNPalmer. Jeremy, you can slide into our DMs anytime. <laughs>
Uh, I think we, that's uh, all we're for definitely going to cease and desist. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I think that's all for this episode. Uh, and I guess with our tiny shot glasses, cheers. Cheers. <laughs>